Masechet Chagigah Daf Chet, the entire Daf is talking about one main theme, which is a question, can you use Ma'aser Sheni money to buy a Korban Chagigah, Shalmeh Chagigah? The reason why we would want to do that is because uh, 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 we have to. Ha- you have a tenth of your of, of your produce that's maaser sheni uh, that you're going to bring that food to Jerusalem if you live close. Most people don't live close. They're going to redeem that food uh, for money, and then that money they bring to Jerusalem. And in Jerusalem, they have to use it to buy uh, food. Uh, very good. Now um, it would be helpful if they could use it to buy the korban uh, korban chagiga because uh, that way, you know, it's an expensive item and you can't use that money for anything else. And it is a food item. So that's the question. Can you or can you not? Well, we saw before yesterday, according to Bet Shammai, no, you may not. That makes sense. Bet Shammai says no, because um, this is something that you have to bring. So here's one of the laws. money You have to use for something that's edible and something that's voluntary. You can't double dip. If you had to bring something anyway, a korban chova, then you can't use your maaser sheni money for korban chova. That's like you know giving a donation of your maaser money to, to to your shul and you know using it to for for the breakfast that you eat. You know you have to pay here for your own breakfast. It doesn't work that way. Um, so that's the that's the challenge. So bet shemai makes sense. The question is for bet hilel. Amar mor bet hilel omerim min maaser. Bet hilel says you can bring shalmecha giga. You can buy it with maaser money. Uh, is only from Cholin money. So we ask And we have, why could, why does he say that? We have a general rule. Anything that is a, it's an obligatory matter. It's obligatory. You have to bring a Korban Chagiga. And anything that is obligatory, you have to bring from your own non-sacred money. The sacred money of Maaseh Sheni can only be brought for voluntary items because you have to give it anyway. So you can't, uh, you can't, you know, double, uh, take, uh, take a, tub- a double tax deduction on a uh, one contribution. All right, that is the question. And uh, yet, Betilos is allowed. Amar Ula Betofel. This is the answer. We're going to discuss the whole, the entire daf. Tofel, from the word tafel, like ikad and tafel, the main and something that's extra. So tofel means to supplement or to combine. Uh, what this means is that you have a certain amount of what you're paying is from ma'asesheni, and then you add a, a, a certain amount that you're paying is from chulin money, that that because you have to bring it, and you can add to that extra ma'asesheni money. That's what it's talking about. So, but there has to be a combination. The essence of what you're paying for has to be cholin, and Bet, even Bet Hillel agrees to that. He just says that you can add uh, extra supplementary, supplementary money with maaseh sheni money. Okay, that's ula, and now we're gonna have two interpretations of ula. Chizkiyah amar toflin behemaliv hema ve'en toflin maot lemaot. Rabbi Yochanan omer toflin maot lemaot ve'en toflin behemaliv hema. Okay, Chizkiyah says. What you, have to, what you can do is you can supplement extra animals, which means the first animal that you buy has to be from cholin money because you have to buy it yourself with your own money. Um, then if you want to bring, you have a lot of people coming with you, a lot of people to feed, and you want to buy extra animals to also be shalmecha giga, then that's okay. You can add more animals 
that you buy with Maaseh Sheni money. And that way you can use up your Maaseh Sheni money. That's what it's for. You don't have to because the extra animals are voluntary. And that's what it means. Um, but what you cannot do is add, add some Maaseh money to Cholin money for the first animal. In other words, the first animal has to be entire, entirely Cholin. You can't mix together money just to buy the first animal according to Chizkiyah. Rabbi Yochanan is a little bit more lenient. And he says... You can mix money with money. Uh, so even that, even just you're just buying one animal. So remember the minimum uh, the minimum amount for a korban chagiga uh, is two maot um, kesef, two silver coins. And so let's say you want to buy, you can buy a really nice, expensive animal that's worth ten silver coins. So two of the silver coins has to be chulin. And then if you want to get the extra nice, extra fat one then you add eight more of Maaser Sheni money. So that's what Biochanan says. Um, and, but what you cannot do is add more animals, because if you're adding more animals, that means that num- animals number two, three, four, five, and six, and so on, are all Maaser Sheni money. And so there's nothing about, you can't use all Maaser Sheni money to buy a whole animal that's going to be a Korban Chagiga. So that's why he doesn't agree with Chizkiyah. Uh, but you can mix mix it within one animal. That's fine. Chizkiyah is the opposite. You can't mix it with one animal. One animal has to be totally cholin money. The other animals are just added onto it. Okay, that's the machloket uh, within uh, how to do this supplementing. Uh, but either way, both of them are explaining bet hilel that you can use maaser sheni money as a supplemental combination. Good. We're about to see two badaitot. One is going to support chizkiyah that says you combine animals. One's going to support Rabbi Yochanan that says you combine, combine money. Okay. Oh, heads up. Neither of these two badaitot are very explicit. And in fact, later on, we're going to say maybe they all, maybe they agree with each other. Uh, but right now, we're trying our best. Um, so the first first Praita is quoting Pasuk in Sefer Devarim. The word misat, we're going to see in a minute, comes from the Talmud takes from the word mas, meaning a tax which is a secular tax from your own own money. So this means a, the amount that you're going to bring of your free will contribution. So what the, so the Braita says, this teaches that a person can, brings his obligatory korban um, chagiga from chulin, from your own money, not from maser sheni. And how do you know that if you want to me'arev, if you want to mix it, you're allowed to mix it. Now, if you say mixing, that implies talking about money, because only with money coins, you can mix them all up and you don't know which one's which. When it comes to animals, you can't mix animals together, right? They're not, they're individual beings, right? You, you could tell them apart. And so therefore, implied in the word, if you want to mix, you can mix. That means it's talking about money. And so this first B'dayta supports Rabbi Yochanan that you can add more money. You take two ma'at chulin and add more ma'aseh sheni, and that's permitted to use all that money to buy that first animal. Okay, and now another Braita that uses the same word, but is going to support that you mix animals together. Okay, that's so far that starts the same. You have to bring your obligation from money. 
And then it elaborates. Well, the animal that you're bringing, the korban chagigah to bring on the first day, that one is obligatory. Therefore, you have to use your own non-sacred money. But from the second day on, you want to bring extra animals, extra shalamim, then you can bring from ma'asir sheni, which makes sense because you don't have to bring anything on those days. They're extra, they're voluntary. You can use ma'asir. He doesn't say the first day offerings. He just says the first eating has to be chulin. What do you mean the first eating? Ah, it means the first animal that you bring has to be that you paid for from, from non-sacred money. And the extra animals on the first day can be from ma'asir money because all this is on the first day. So this supports chizkiyah that if I have to buy one animal, totally from Cholin money, and you can add extra animals that will still be Shalmecha Giga, and, uh, and that you could bring Maaser, according to Betilel. And then he also, Betilel continues and says, And then on the rest of the days, for sure you could use Maaser Sheni money, even Bet Shammai agrees to that. And he adds, you can also use Maaser Maaser Behema. Uh, if you have a lot of animal, any animals that were born during that fiscal year of animals, um, you have to take a tenth of them and you bring them and you can eat them yourself um, and, uh, in Yerushalayim, like Maaseh Shani. It has a similar law to Maaseh Shani, and you can use those animals themselves as donations um, for Shelamim uh, on days two uh, and, and on. Okay, that's the end of the Braita. And so you see, it's clear from this Braita that's talking about. First, the first eating. Right now, we're assuming first eating means the first animal that you bring. We're going to give another interpretation of this braita in a few minutes. Now, question: How come I can't bring um, the maasad behema on yom tov? How come on yom tov I can't use that as one of them? After all, according to Bet Hillel, I'm allowed to use maasad maasad sheni money for my second animal, right? So as long as I buy one animal uh, with chulin, uh, second and so on, I can use ma'aseh sheni money. So if I can use ma'aseh sheni money to buy extra animals on the first day, why can't I use ma'asar behema, which is the same, has the same law as ma'aseh sheni? And the answer is, because you may come to actually separate the 10th animal, uh, each 10th animal on Yom Tov itself, if you didn't separate them before. And how would they do separate, thing, separate them? They would take all the animals that were born during that year, put them into a pen, and make a little opening that go, they have to go single file, and they would count one, eight, eight nine, ten, and tenth one they would um, mark with, uh, with red paint. And then another nine would go through and tenth one mark with red paint. That painting you cannot do on Yom Tov, that is a melacha. And so therefore, we do not allow the farmer uh, to uh, give uh, a, any um, offerings from Ma'asar Behema on Yom Tov, lest he come to um, paint them and uh, separate them in that way on Yom Tov. Okay, and lastly, we were assuming this whole time, we were learning from the word Misat, and that means non-Ma'asar Sheni money, non-sacred money, Chulin, takes a tax upon the land, that's a non-sacred tax because it's a chashverosh. All right, good. Now, we go on to the next part of the Mishnah, where we're going to come back to the topic that we were uh, talking about before. Yisrael ben darim undavot. The second half of our Mishnah, what we saw yesterday, said that 
when you want to be, be happy on the holiday, you want to fulfill your mitzvah of being happy. It's not just about playing board games and, uh, and, and uh, having fun with each other. Uh, the, 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 the particular mitzvah, the way that you uh, fulfill it is by eating meat. Okay, and what kind of meat do you eat? Well, uh, the Mishnah gave a whole list, and this following Baraita is going to repeat the list and bring a source. Banan, Besamachta Bechagecha. So we have two words here. You should be happy on the holiday. So the word to be happy, that is an inclusive word. We're going to see Bechagecha is an exclusive word. Uh, you should be happy, but only in the way that you are happy on a Chag. Let's see what this means. So Vesamachta comes to include all kinds of happy things, meaning all kinds of sources of food that make you happy. So you can enjoy the holiday with meat from all these sources, uh, anything that was a voluntary offering that you made a vow either upon yourself, I owe a vow, an animal, or you said this particular animal, I am going to donate. So donations, as we talked about, every 10th animal, you enjoy yourself. So you can use that to make your uh, meal and enjoy it. Um, and then Kohanim, Kohanim, they get these gifts uh, as Kohanim, whenever as someone else brings an chatat uh, and asham, the Kohanim eat part of it. Um, whenever someone brings a bechor, the Kohanim get to eat uh, part of it. Whenever someone brings um, other shalamim, uh, the Kohanim get to have the chazeh and the shok. Um, good. So what all these have in common is they're all animals. Now you might come and say, Yachol af Maybe I can um, I can enjoy and and fulfill the samachta with uh, birds and with meal offering. Some people some people like birds. Uh, you should enjoy with your chag. And uh, what does chag mean? You can only fulfill the technical mitzvah with an animal that you can use as a shelme chagiga. And what can you use for chagiga? Only animals and not birds and, uh, and meal offering. And so those are excluded. So yeah, you're allowed to have chicken and duck and, and, and pancakes, but you're not going to fulfill your mitzvah simcha with those items that have to be meat, but the meat can be from all of those different sources. That's the that's the what the first way we learned it. And now Ravashe Amad, mi that before was a braita. Ravashe is coming, he, he agrees with the law of the braita, but he's saying a different way of, of learning, learning it, deriving it from Pasuk. He says, I can learn all that just from the word Vesamachta because um, the other items are not so happy. Right, people are much happier if you serve them, uh, you know, a a a, 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 a lamb shank, uh, right, or a ribeye or something, or a nice steak. It brings much more happiness than uh, just giving a chicken wing. And so, therefore, simcha by itself, I don't need the word chagecha uh, to learn that you can use. Have to have animal meat. Okay, great, you you uh, you derived it from just one word, but now what are you going to do with the other word chagecha, which is now extra according to you? He'll use that for another law that, how do you know you're not allowed to do nisuin during the, during Cholamo'ed? 
you could do kiddushin because that's the vat ha'aved. If you don't do kiddushin and grab and grab her, someone else is going to go and marry her first, right? So um, you can do kiddushin. But nisuin, and you cannot do on Moed because we saw before, and me'alvin simcha simcha, or another uh, formulation here, you should be happy regarding the holiday and not be happy because now, because you married your wife. You should focus your attention on the joy of the holiday. If it's, uh, you know, the theme of the holiday, whatever is Pesach and redemption and, uh, and not be distracted with a different happiness. And so that's what Avashem will use that, that Pasuk for. All right. And now next Mishnah. We're talking about different types of people have different needs. And so that's why we have a flexibility in the number of korbanot that you're going to bring. So someone who has a lot of people that are coming to eat, he's invited over a lot of people. He has a lot of family and friends. So he needs a lot of food and he's on a limited budget, right? Uh, that person should, should bring Many korban shelamim, because korban shelamim is basically like a barbecue. Uh, only a little bit goes to the kohanim and to the mizbeach, and the, most of the meat you eat. And only bring bring fewer olot. You have to bring one ola. You have to bring ola to the iyah. So don't bring so many olot. Bring more shelamim, and that way, even on a limited budget, you can feed a lot of people. Nechasim edubim v'ochlim muatim. Let's say you're a person who is very wealthy, uh, but he doesn't have a lot of people. He doesn't know, he doesn't have so many friends, small family, and, but he wants to, you know, he wants to spend uh, uh, money to show his uh, gratitude uh, and, and uh, uh, excitement for coming for Aliyah Laregel. Then he should buy, buy a lot of olot. Uh, because those are expensive and they will all go uh, on the Mizbeach and he could buy a few Shalamim and that way he won't have a lot of extra uh, leftover, right? That's one of the laws of Shalamim is that you have to eat the whole thing uh, within a limited amount of time and so you don't want to make more Shalamim than you can eat yourself. Of course, you could always you know, invite other poor people and invite Leviim. Okay, so um, if he has less eaters, so bring more olot and less uh, shalamim. Zev azemuat, the person is limited in both. He's uh, he doesn't have a lot of funds, and he also has a small family. So that person could just bring the minimum. The minimum is one silver coin for an ola, two silver coins for a shalamim. That's it. Just bring a couple of animals uh, for a relatively small amount of money, and he fulfills the obligation. The person is blessed with wealth and with a big family and a lot of friends, and he wants to invite a lot of poor people also. Great. Uh, then he can buy a lot of olot and a lot of shalamim, uh, according to uh, the, the, the blessings that Hashem has given him. And uh, right, why, uh, uh, the more the better. Okay, so really nice, a very beautiful Mishnah, uh, uh, recognizing the different needs of each person and how um, there is a, a structure, but within that structure, there's also a lot of flexibility for each different kind of person. Okay, now question. You said if a person is of limited means, right, he's on a, a tight budget, he should bring many shalamim. How is he going to bring a lot of shalamim if, he has, if he's on a tight budget? He, can't, he won't be able to afford the shalamim either. Ah, so now we go back to uh, the topic that we started with. Um, Rav Chista explains he should supplement 
with money. You see, even a person who's on a budget is on a budget because uh, his, his regular uh, usable salary that he has to pay for all his utilities and all his expenses is limited. And that's chulin money. So after of the chulin money, he doesn't have too much to spend on extra animals. So for that, he brings two coins for a shelamim. But ma'aseshem nimani, he has a lot, right? Because he took a tenth of all of his produce and he has to spend that whole tenth within a few days of the holiday. So even someone of limited means will have, um, will have uh, uh, a lot of ma'aseshem nimani because it's dedicated to eating on the holiday in Yerushalayim. So Rav Chista says that's why this explains it. He just brings two, two silver coins. Even a limited guy can afford that. And then he adds to it uh, more money. Maybe he'll add, uh, you know, 10 more and buy a nice big fat cow for 12 silver coins and that he can afford. Um, good. So what you see from Rav Chista is that he's assuming you're adding money to it, right? And that was the opinion of Nabi Yochanan before, that you add money to money. Uh, you mix the, the supplement is money. But Rav Sheshat, the colleague of Rav Chista, says, hold on. They said, the rabbis had said that you can supplement uh, more animals to another animal. But one whole animal at least has to be from uh, from uh, Chulin, and then you could buy add extra animals. So not not tofelum avi pargadol. It can't just be devoted to one animal. So this seems to be a challenge. Okay, now we're going to discuss this statement of Rav Sheshat. What exactly did he mean? That's the way I just explained it. If Rav Sheshat is objecting to Rav Chista and say, no, you can only uh, supplement more animals to the first animal, but you cannot supplement money to money. The, you can't supplement money to Cholin money to buy one big fat animal. He's objecting to Rav Chista. If that's what he meant, he should have been clearer. He should have said, you cannot supplement one, money, one type of money with another type of money. right? But he didn't say that. He didn't say you can't use to add money to money. He said you can add more animals to the first animal. So he's not objecting to be more stringent. He's actually saying we should be more lenient and says not only, you're right, you can do that. Or if you want to, let's say you have one animal already and you've used that and you paid for Cholin and you want to buy more animals because you are on a limited budget, but you have a lot of people and you need to buy a lot of animals, then you can also take your Maaseh money and buy more animals and add it to the first animal. You can do either way. All right, that's even better. Now we just helped them out. Okay, Keman. Now when we, so we conclude that Yerav Shishat is being totally lenient and you could do either option. Keman, Yeah, but who is Rav Sheshat following? He's not following either of them because Chizkiyah said you can combine an animal with another, but not monies. Rabbi Yochanan says you combine money, combine monies, but not animals. Neither of them said you could do both. Uh, maybe you'll say, it's true that Amoraim, Chizkiyah, and Rabbi Yochanan are arguing with each other and are mutually exclusive. But remember, we brought, we brought two Badaitot, one to support Chizkiyah and one to support Rabbi Yochanan. Maybe the two Badaitot 
are not arguing with each other. They're supplementing each other about supplementing. And they're saying you could do it this way or you could do it that way. The word misat can mean either one. And so uh, Rav Sheshat is actually following both baraitot, even though the, uh, these amoraim argue, the baraitot don't argue. All right, so we're going to try to make that work. Hold on, then that second baraita that we brought, we use the words that the first eating has to be from chulin. And we assumed when we read that, it means that the first animal that you eat has to be chulin and, and a chulin animal. That means a whole animal that you bought with chulin money and only the, the second animal and so on can be from ma'asir. And so we, that's why we use that to support chizkiyah that you can uh, combine animals only. And then that what it means? My shona. Well, maybe it doesn't mean that. Shi'ur Maybe it means the amount of uh, money that you need to spend on that one animal, uh, the, the minimum amount, meaning two ma'ot, has to be from chulin. But the rest of the money that you spend, even on the first animal, so that's what it means, the first eating, meaning the first animal that you eat, you have to spend a minimum of two ma'ot from chulin, but then the rest of the money can be from ma'asir. And so you see that second baraita, we can interpret both according to Chizkiah and according to Rabbi Yochanan. And that's why Rav Sheshat will say, I follow both these baraitot, because these baraitot are not clearly one way or another. They're ambiguous. Um, and so he says, yep, you can do both. And this will help out someone who's coming on a budget and he has a lot of people. They can fulfill his misfah of Maaseh Sheni and his mitzvah of Korban Chagiga with the same money as long as he brings two coins uh, of Chulin, he can feed everybody and fulfill the mitzvah. Fantastic. Amar Ula Amar Eshtakish. Ifrish Aesel Behemot Achagigato, Hekrib Chamesh Beyom Tov Rishon, Choseru Makrib Chamesh Beyom Tov Sheni. Rabbi Yochanan Amar Kevan Shepasak Shuveno Makrib. So here's a case of someone, he has 10 animals that he brought they're all going to be for Korban Chagiga. And he's, he offered five of them on day one of the holiday. And for whatever reason, we'll see the reasons, he didn't, he didn't finish. And the, he brings the next five on the next day. Adesh Lakish says, that's fine. You, if you didn't get a chance to finish it today, you'll finish it tomorrow. But Rabbi Yochanan says, no, once you stop, you can't continue. The Bilchanan's reason is Baltosif. Uh, the law of bring Korban Chagiga applies only one day of the holiday. And so if you bring it the first day, that's it. You fulfilled your mitzvah. You can't also bring it other days. Now it's true. If on the first day you were busy and you didn't, weren't able to bring your Korban Chagiga, you could do a makeup day on the second day. If you didn't do a second day, you could do a makeup day any day of the holiday. But those are makeup days for one day. But never, whatever day you pick it has to be only one day. You can't fulfill the mitzvah on two day on two or more days. That's Baltosif. That's what Rabbi Yochanan says. Rashakish would say, no, you, it's only one day, but you didn't get a chance to finish the everything on one day. So then you're continuing the mitzvah from the first day to the second day. All right. So that's the two opinions here. And now we're going to prove for the rest of the daf that actually they're not arguing. We're actually talking about two different cases, but really they'd agree. Now, the two different cases they're talking about is a little bit anti-intuitive. If you didn't say anything, you just took 10 and you didn't say that they're all going to be for the first day. And then you bring five on the first day. Well, then that implies, because you didn't say that they're all going to all supposed to be this day, then that means you could have uh, had in mind that the five of them are going to be for tomorrow. 
and I'm going to fulfill Koban Chagiga today, and I'm also going to fulfill it again tomorrow, and that's not allowed. So that's what it means when the Biochanan says not allowed, it's when you did not specify anything. But if you did specify at the outset that I'm bringing 10 animals for the first day, I'm going to bring all of them on the first day, and then for whatever reason, you didn't bring all of them, so then you're just continuing that main mitzvah of the first day, you're, continue, you're fulfilling it on the second day. I didn't get a chance to finish. I'm finishing the first day mitzvah on the second day, but it's not a new mitzvah because I said, these are all first day, mitzvah, these are all first day animals. If I didn't say anything, then it's as if I said, oh, these five are for day one, these five are for day two. And that's what's not allowed. That's baltosif. Okay. Now, just question on this. When you say, I didn't specify anything, what exactly is the case? Because, you know, sometimes there's implied uh, intention. Uh, if it's a case where there was no time left during the day, right? I started, there was a long line. I had to go here, I had to go there. One animal ran away, I had to catch him, right? By time I got, I offered five of them and then sunset came and I wasn't, I didn't have time uh, to finish. In that case, it's clear that the only reason you left five for the next day is because you didn't get a chance to finish on the first day, but you wanted to finish on the first day. So that's the same as if you said all of them are for the first day, because it's clear you had a good excuse that you couldn't finish on the first day. So day two is just a makeup for what you didn't finish on day one. And therefore that would be allowed. It would be the same as Mifaresh. Okay, so what's the case of Stam? Maybe you don't have enough people to eat it, right? Remember, you don't want to sacrifice Anashilamim when you don't have enough eaters because then it's going to go to waste and you're not allowed to waste it. So I, I thought that I'm going to have a lot of company. I'm going to have 10 animals worth of company. Then a few people called me and says, oh, last minute, we can't make it. We're going to somebody else for lunch. And so now I have uh, too many animals for eaters. Well, that also is uh, a good excuse. The reason he didn't do it is because he didn't have enough eaters. In other words, we can assume again that he had in mind all 10 would be day one, and then he couldn't, he had a good reason not to. And so on day two, he's making up for the leftover mitzvah of day one, but it's all one mitzvah of day one. So that can't be the case either. Rather, it's a case where he has no excuse. There's plenty of time during the day. He had a lot of guests that would have eaten it. And he just got lazy and he didn't give them, he didn't offer them the five on the first, only offered five on the first day and the rest he left to the second day. By leaving it over for the second day, for no good reason, that shows he had in mind that you know what, I'm going to do a mitzvah today and I'm going to leave them five over tomorrow for another separate mitzvah. And that's not allowed because you can't fulfill Korban Chagiga twice uh, on two different days. It's got to be only, it's one, it's got to be only one mitzvah. You can't add a second fulfillment of the mitzvah. And you know what, everything that we just said makes a lot of sense. So we quoted Biochanan before, but we don't, it doesn't say who said it. it, doesn't say where we, you know, who, who transferred this uh, statement from Eretz Yisrael to Bavel. Uh, someone did, because they know it here in Bavel, um, but he, they say it was, it, was it was repeated just in a short way, and we had to figure out what he must have meant, just based on logic. But then Rabin came, Rabin is one of the Nuchuta'e. He would bring uh, uh, um, uh, tra traditions from Eretz Yisrael, specifically from Rehochanan to Bavel, and in the version that he came with, it was more explicit. 
He said he frish. I said behemot achigat chagigato. You designated ten animals. He krib chamesh biyom tov rishon. Chozeru makrib chamesh biyom tov sheni. So and you you for you offered five on day one. You can go ahead and continue on day two and offer them. Now kashena hadadeh. We have a contradiction between the uh, the first tradition we had in the name of Beochanan, which just said not allowed, and this one that said. Um, uh, if you did it, that's permitted. You can bring the second five on day two. So it's a contradiction. Oh, but now that we just went through the exercise before, even before that being came, and uh, we figured it out ourselves. So now it's very clear that there's no contradiction between the two statements. Uh, when the Biochanan says it's not allowed, this first statement, that's when he didn't specify anything. Looks like he's doing two different misvot. But here in this statement is when he said they're all for day one. In that case, even if he left over some for day two, it's permitted because it's just continuing day one mitzvah. It's only one mitzvah, Shema Mina. Okay, good. And another proof. This is a third statement in the name of Rabbi Biochanan. Who says Lo shanu gamar, aval gamar umakriv, that when we said you can't bring five on day one and then another five on day two, that's only when you didn't finish. But if you if you finished, then you can do it. Now, finish what? What does this word mean? My gamad If you mean that he finished all of his sacrifices on the first day, all ten. Well, if you finished all of them, my makriv, well, what's, there's nothing left over on day two. So, ela shelo gamar hayom, aval gamar hayom, chozer makriv. Rather means, gamar means the day didn't finish. If the day did not finish, then, uh, and you still had time, and you didn't offer them, why, why didn't you offer them? You had no excuse. Then you're not allowed to uh, start again on day two with the other five, because that's a new mitzvah. But if the day ended, before you got a chance to sacrifice all 10, then on day two, you can go ahead and continue what you started before. And so that's a third uh, statement in the name of Rabbi Yochanan. So I think there's a really great example of the way that they, uh, they heard the traditions in Bavel from Eretz Yisrael, that sometimes they got them piecemeal. And they got three different versions of Rabbi Yochanan's statement in Bavel, uh, but that was actually helpful to them. Each one was a little different but uh, they were able to piece them all together uh, so they uh, knew exactly what he said. And the bottom line is we have now um, lots of different opinions that say you can use Maaser Sheni money uh, for the Shalmech Hagiga and that uh, partly uh, to supplement it. And that way um, you can uh, really celebrate uh, with a nice korban of meat and have and not have to use your regular budget for it um, but be able to combine that with the, also the mitzvah of Maaseh Sheni. Baruch Adonai Amen ve'amen.